Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world, this is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. And today, my friends, I have the privilege and the honor of having a truly amazing individual, a rock star, a legend uh, in our country. He's got so many awards. He's done so much. I've got to read some of what this uh, what this man has accomplished uh, to millions of music lovers Ted has carved out a permanent place in rock and roll history, selling more than 40 million albums, performing more than 6,700 high-octane concerts, and continuing to set record attendance levels. For other further millions, Ted is a nation's one of the nation's most outspoken proponents of the First and Second Amendment. I think right now, with what we're currently dealing with, Uh, I think it's so important that we hear from individuals as to why we need not only the first, but absolutely the second amendment. Uh, Ted also has his own show, uh, Spirit Campfire. We're going to get into that, but without any further ado, my good friend, Ted Nugent. Ted, my brother, how are you doing today? David, I'm doing so good at stupid in spite of the crazy world around us, but since I'm with my blood brother, David, celebrating truth, logic, common sense, we the people, the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the Bill of Rights, I'm doing even better than I was a few minutes ago. <laughs> I love it. Man, how long did it take you to practice that? Because you nailed it. It probably I just rattles out, doesn't anything. it? I am not I'm an organic, spontaneous, knee-jerk kind of guy. You know, I've been clean and sober for 72 years. And when you're clean and sober and you respect your gifts from God and you actually, you know, manage them intelligently and make sure that the physics of your spirituality is cocked, locked, and ready to rock the Glock doc, I'm almost like Bruce Lee with a pistol and a guitar. So I, I just live the American dream to the fullest every day as a husband and a father and a grandfather and neighbor. Mm. a we the people guy and i've been doing this forever you know i think david i may have been this be cocky but i i am cocky and i'm very proud of that i'm from detroit for god's sakes i may be the first guy to get um broadsided by the goofballs in the culture war that began to show their hatred for America back in the 60s when I was attacked in the in the entertainment media for carrying a gun and eating venison, which happens to be two of the most perfect things a man can possibly do. <laughs> and when they attacked me for that, I started to realize why they call it dope. Um, and I've stood my ground because I know I've been right. I was raised to know right over wrong. I just, I just articulated the pillars of the American dream and quality of life. So anybody that messes with me, uh, they'll end up uh, in the cleats of my work boots. Figure it speak. <laughs> well, I love it, my brother. I love the message. I know you've been championing that message against drugs and against alcohol. You know, drugs almost took me out, Ted, uh, about nine years ago. Um, I, I was battling with crack cocaine myself and almost overdosed and died. I wouldn't be here today, literally, if it wasn't for the saving grace of God. I literally heard him in that moment when I was almost overdosing and he said, don't freak out, don't freak out, this will pass, this will pass, and and it subsided. But uh, so I, well, I love David, that you champion that yeah, message. Yeah. I would be proud to share a campfire with you on any level, on any subject matter, on any topic, or for any free for all, you know, stream of consciousness celebration of what your family and my family would love. But I, I love that story because I've always considered myself stronger than all those 
beatniks and hippies around me that thought they could play better music and be happier, high or stoned, when of course they hurt their families. They hurt yeah. everybody around them. They hurt the music that they claimed to love. They, they, they were uh, in the liability column. But your yeah. living proof that we all get various moments of a wake-up call. And David, I am so proud of you. What a great message between the guy who's never messed with any of that substance abuse and a guy who followed what most humankind do. They think it's an experiment. They think it's a pleasurable pursuit until you realize that basically you're breaking your mom's heart. You're, you're, yeah. you're in the liability column. Nobody's stoned or drunk is in the asset column for their family or their neighbors. So God bless you, man. You're even stronger than I am. That's pretty damn strong, by the way, because you were in the grasp, stranglehold, shall we say, of mm. that peer pressure lie, and you came out swinging. You're the man in the arena, David. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Well, God is good. We've got a good papa. And uh, there is so much at stake. And I would love to share campfire with you, too. I think I heard you say that. I'd love to share campfire with you, too. There's there's you so much at only, stake this year. Not just the Ted Nugent Spirit campfire, kind of electronic campfire. But since we're both in Texas, one of the last best places, I have a campfire almost every night come the hunting season. And I would love to have you come down with my wife, Shemaine, and I and be part of our Ted Nugent Spirit of the Wild celebration of that physics of spirituality, stewardship, conservation, monitoring the quality of air, soil, and water as a conscientious, you know, humble participant in God's tooth, bang, and claw creation. So not just the electronic communication campfire, but an actual campfire where we'll roast some backstraps together. Well, I'm in. That sounds amazing. That that sounds absolutely amazing. amazing. My wife loves outdoor stuff as well, so uh, that would be something I know she would really appreciate. So I, I'm in. You let Let's me know when. I'll, I'll will be there. Good stuff, man. So what what have you seen? You, you it sounds like you said you're 72. You've been clean and sober 72 years. In your 72 years, have you ever seen anything as divisive coming from not just the mainstream media, but also so many on the Democrat aisle? It seems like, uh, and and even some conservatives are. You know, I think it's we're tired of being attacked. But have you ever seen something in your lifetime uh, that compares to what we're currently dealing with right now in our country? Well, my answer, I think, is uh, enlightening, dare I say, because I've been paying attention and I have been around a long time. I mean, I was born, David, in the the arsenal of democracy after we defeated the evil Japanese empire and the Nazis. Detroit was the arsenal of democracy. David, where is there a better environment to celebrate growing up in America than after the GIs of the United States of America, based on that constitutional pledge, defeated the most universally acknowledged evil forces in the world and detroit was the arsenal of democracy so the reason i mention that is because and, and i i keep referencing my clean and sober and when you're clean and sober especially if you hunt with a bow and arrow if you, if, if you hunt yeah. with a bow and arrow and you're not clean and sober you'll have to buy chicken because the, the level of awareness necessary in my upbringing, to learn to play Chuck Berry, Bo Diddley, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, Howlin' Wolf, Muddy Waters, B.B. King, Freddie mm. King, Albert King, in order to pursue this emotional, musical authority by all my heroes, I had to be tuned in. And to yeah. get a deer or a squirrel or a woodchuck for dinner with a sharp stick, 
My point is, is that when I pay attention, I'm not omniscient, but close. And so hmm. in 1967, I was clueless. I graduated from the American anti-education system. So I was a mushy brain, clueless dude, except for music and girls and the great outdoors. But when Detroit, my beloved birth city of Detroit, erupted in just heartbreaking cultural suicide in the summer of 1967, hmm. it was just like we witnessed recently in Minnesota and Atlanta and in and, and, and Seattle, I, I, I was literally sucker punched in the spirit. Why? That's my alarm telling me that I've got to call you. Anyhow, um, <laughs> I know we got started so early today. Is, I appreciate the yeah, we're yeah, the test went great. And is, yeah, it's like it's let's get started. You're asking about the divisiveness. And it's I was watching all my fellow Detroiters pillaging and arson destruction and i as a as a kid as a teenager I, what was i maybe a 67 i was like 18 19 going 18 going on 19 i didn't know what to do with it but mm. then i started hearing from my police friends i had a lot of hunting buddies that were cops and we had friends that were right downtown detroit that's where i was born and they started telling me why this was happening all right jettison to 1992 when I was in Los Angeles recording with my band, the Damn Yankees, killer band, the Rodney King riots broke out. So my reference points are as potent as they can be. 67 destruction, 92 LA riots, and then I witnessed what's going on now. So to answer your question, with all that savagery and cultural suicide I witnessed in 67 and 92, David, you're right. That was, I didn't think we could be more stupid than that or more horrible or more mean-spirited or more idiotic to burn our own neighborhoods down and hurt our fellow Americans. So yes, 2020, David, I could cry tears of blood. It's worse. And, and by the way, no one can explain in honest terms why they're burning down Atlanta. The cop used justifiable lethal force to shoot a bad guy who turned a weapon on him. Yeah. Who thinks that's not the right thing to do? So I, I'm engaged. I, I, I do a lot of political speaking engagements. I am on Facebook to tens of millions of people on a weekly basis. My spirit campfire has many millions. And I just reek of truth, logic, and common sense identifying the self-inflicted ills, yeah. um, the benefits of destroying Seattle. Give me a list of names whose life got better after that. After you destroy Atlanta and, and Walsh and up and down Manhattan, as you burn down your city, give me the names of people who were happier after that, who were safer after that, who had an increase in quality of life. And of course, everybody knows the answer is nobody benefited. Well, let everybody, me ask you this. Including the perpetrators, they all had a worse day after that. And it's yeah. only going to get worse unless they wake the hell up. Do you think it was organic, though? I think there's so many people that are, uh, are missing a huge part thinking that this is 
You know, this is an organic uprising of individuals all over the country that are jumping on this Black Lives Matter movement, believing that black lives don't matter, believing that police think black lives don't matter, and that they're and that these are just groups of individuals that have all come to the same conclusion at the same time and then have all decided to riot, pillage, rape, murder, defame, uh, d- deface property, uh, topple statues. Do you think it's organic or do you think there's something else going on behind the scenes? You know, I know organic. I I kill deer for dinner. I am the organic daddy. I know about (laughs) nature and and spontaneous, organic, instinctual responses to given situations. I am the organic guy. I mean, both literally, in fact, literally, forget figuratively, just literally. Nothing could be more anti-organic than the Black Lives Matter movement when they said hands up don't shoot in ferguson nobody's hands were up nobody got shot with their hands up a a bad guy was shot in self-defense by an officer who was about to have his weapon wrestled from his grip and we all know statistically and i study these statistics because i've been a sheriff deputy for 41 years i've conducted federal raids with some good fbi and atf and dea and u.s marshal agents I've been in the belly of the life and death beast kicking down doors at 4 a.m. to go gather up a murderer that some judge and prosecutor and parole board let out to be enough to murder again. So I have a perspective on this stuff that not I don't think any citizens have. And when you're in a struggle for your life by a savage, escalating, violent perpetrator, who would limit the tactical capabilities of the victim, especially a law enforcement victim, when he has a certain number of tactics he's trained to get home that night, to yeah. save his life and in the process, save the innocent lives that this violent maniac will certainly jeopardize and likely take. So uh, this, this isn't an opinion. I'm not giving you an opinion. I'm citing irrefutable evidence and statistics to support what happened. And then the Soros, Marxist, uh, America-hating, socialist, communist maniacs took advantage of that to perpetrate a lie that the media just loves to assist with any nasty lie that's about hating America and and hating Republicans and hating conservatives and hating the Constitution and hating the concept of capitalism where your effort, your ideas, your sacrifices and risks will determine your compensation. Yeah. Anybody that hates that will take advantage of a situation when they know the media and Hollywood and academia and half the government will help fan the flames of that lie. Of course, Black Lives Matter, when you take the words what they mean, unfortunately, the Black Lives Matter movement has nothing to do with black lives or any lives that matter. It's a Marxist, anti-American, and I don't even, anarchy, obviously their modus operandi is anarchy, but there's something much deeper and more evil about them. They wanna dismantle the only quality of life that facilitates, encourages, and challenges accomplishment, excellence, dreams, entrepreneurialism, 
and anything that has to do with the American dream. So I'm afraid that I would like to say the words Black Lives Matter because I mean them. But when you identify the movement, it's just the opposite of that exactly. statement. Yep. You know, when you think about you, you, you talked about and pointed out that so many different sectors of our country seem to be working in tandem. You've got Democrat politicians. You've got these Soros funded organizations. Uh, you've got like Black Lives Matter and Antifa. You've got academia that is anti-capitalist. You've got uh, the media. You've got celebrities. You've got all these, you know, uh, elites uh, from actors to sports people. It almost seems like an insurmountable obstacle or almost like it's an unwinnable position for us conservatives to be in that support the president, that support his America's first policies, that support uh, the, the stand for the Constitution when so, when so much else is coming against us. How do, you, how do you think that we win this and win over the hearts and minds of those that are actually stuck in the middle and don't really know which way or afraid uh, to kind of even move right now? I think a lot of people are like just numb and, and don't know what to do and, and are, we're being self-isolated. How do we win this battle that we're in? I'm just the guy to answer that question for you, David. Good. <laughs> um, I'm the eternal optimist and your pessimism and articulated fear are well-founded. The evidence to support those points you brought up that would bring fear and pessimism are sometimes appearing to be overwhelming. But let me tell you, everybody said Hillary Clinton, you know, the criminal, the one that's responsible for all those dead Americans in Benghazi, you know, that gal, yeah. you know, the gal that has a, a vapor trail of death and murder and mayhem in her uh, uh, corrupt criminal political career. You know, that gal oh, yeah. um, and all of her cohorts. Well, everybody said she's going to win because we need a criminal. We need even more criminals in the White House. We need even more criminals in the FBI. We need more, you know, traitors in the CIA. You know that, gal. Well, yeah. I went on what I lovingly refer to, you know, the word gonzo, David. I don't know if I invented it or just perfected it, but the word gonzo means full tilt means if you're going to be an athlete, be Bruce Lee. If you're going to get dinner with a sharp stick, you have to become one, a samurai with that mystical flight of the arrow. And if you're going to play Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley, authoritative, powerful, emotional, defiant, outrageous licks, you have to be a samurai guitarist. Like you're a samurai a radio guy. You're a samurai uh, neighbor. You got to be the best that you can be. So I went on a wallpaper carpet bomb PR move in, in 2015 and 2016. Of course, PR stands for public relations. Mm -hmm. And I relate to the best public in the world, working hard, playing hard American families who make those sacrifices and take those risks. They are the man in the arena. They fall down. We stumble, but we get back up and brush ourselves off. I know these people. These are my hunting buddies. These are the yeah. people I hang out backstage with for the last 6,751 concerts. So I know what, what moves them. I know the pulse of their spirit and their dreams. And it's very diverse, but it's unified in that pursuit of excellence. Mm. They, the, the enemy, media, academia, Hollywood, everything liberal, everything Democrat, 
um, laughed in the face of Trump when Ann Coulter said on Bill Maher that she yes. believed Trump was going to win. They had a howl fest. <laughs> yeah. Of course, they're all comfortably numb anyhow. But by the way, I'd like to I'd like to educate people. Comfortably numb is actually uncomfortably dumb. But when you're stoned, you can't tell the difference. The point is, is that <laughs> all forces visible claim that Trump didn't have a prayer. Well, I was with before I was with the great campaigner Donald Trump. In November of 2016, I went all over the media, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. And you know what I did, David? I got uh, I scolded conservatives. I mm. scolded the embarrassing statistic of licensed hunting families who are not registered and don't vote. And I know wow. all those families believe in God, family, country. They believe yes. in Constitution, all of our God-given, constitutionally guaranteed individual rights, but they don't vote. And I said, what the hell are you people doing? You can't yeah. claim you want something and not fight to get that something that you believe brings quality of life and peace and security in neighborhoods. So I got, for the first time, not me alone, but a Hunter Nation organization, and now with HuntTheVote.org. David, please promote HuntTheVote.org. HuntTheVote.org. Yes, that demographic okay, we'll in the hunting families of this country, hunting, fishing, trapping, farming, ranching, outdoor, conservationists, those people live God, family, country, freedom. And we are getting them registered to vote God, family, country, freedom. And what we did in 2016 in the top three hunting states, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, we crowbarred these otherwise apathetic non-participants to show up and vote. David, I kid you not, mark my words, they have iron. If we can get the majority, because right now the percentages are embarrassing in some states, and guess which state is the worst? Texas has the smallest percentage of licensed hunters that are actually registered and vote. But they're wow. the conservative voting army. Well, you can't win the war if you don't show up. And the way you show up is you vote. HuntTheVote.org. And that morning, when the numbers were coming in, after I was with, with candidate Trump till 3 in the morning in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I'm telling you, it was an emotional orgy of celebration because all those liars, all those America-hating, punk-ass media liars, they got their ass handed to them. Yes, they because did. Because all of a sudden, <laughs> you can see the pain and suffering and, and <laughs> angst on their faces, which I, I celebrated the torture they brought upon themselves even more than the fact that we won. But yes. that's how we're going to do it next time. If we can get the families who believe in God, family, country, HuntTheVote.org. It's just a, you don't have to pay any money. You just pledge that you're going to register and vote. You're going to vote your principles, your, the traditional American family values of work ethic, sacrifice, earn your own way, live within your means, save for a rainy day, be an asset to your neighbors and the country and the good earth. I mean, it's so simple. Even a guitar player can figure it out. So do <laughs> not lose hope. We need to get that heretofore apathetic, non-participating conservative army. And when they show up, we will win. But they yes. have to vote. Yeah, I, I champion that every show, every single show. It's like if you don't like what's going on around you, uh, if you stand for, for God, family, country, uh, if you don't want the police defunded, if you don't want more riots, if you... 
Uh, if you don't want them taking away our, our religious liberties, our First and Second Amendment rights, because even both of them right now are under attack, then you've got the power to do something and change. The people in Seattle, the people in all these areas where these you know autonomous zones were, were taking place and the riots were taking place, they've got the power to change it. They've got to get registered. They've got to vote. And they've got to vote for the individuals that support uh, good, good Christian values, good conservative values, uh, at least supporting those that support the Constitution. And as far as I can see, that's only on the red side. And then even still, you got to make sure you're not, you know, supporting a rhino. But people have got to get out and vote. So let me ask you this. Let's let's. I, I love your optimism. I live the same way. I always see the glass glass half full. It's there's oh there's something in it, and that glass will give drinks to hundreds. Um, let's jump on the other side though. From what we've seen Joe Biden do and say, what do you think would take place in our country if Joe Biden was to win the presidency? I got to tell you, it's so simple. It's stupid. You know who's destroying Atlanta and New York and Seattle? You know, you know who's destroying those cities? Yeah. Democrats. Those Democrat are Democrats. Yeah. They're, they're, who's backing off and telling the police not to save their citizens? Those are Democrats. Yeah. Who created the atmosphere and the embarrassing cultural abandonment in all these major metropolitan areas that, that induced and actually encourage such treasonous, violent, evil behavior. Every city, every Democrat, every Democrat, Democrat mayor, the, the the governor, the set. Are you who who can't see this one coming? You know what I mean. <laughs> so, so the, what Biden represents, and again, there's so many indicators. Number one, what kind of soulless, rotten punk? would allow a man with such an extensive condition of dementia embarrass himself every day trying to form a sentence. What, where, is, where is his family? Do they yeah. not love him? Do they not, where are his fellow Democrats? Do, don't, I, I guess rhetorically I'm saying, don't any of them give a damn? Well, I don't have to ask that question. I can go ahead and make a statement. None of them give a damn. They don't exactly. care about this poor guy. This guy is struggling for a syllable. And yeah. you just don't put a guy out like that in public and let him embarrass himself time and time again. Okay, that's ugly and and rude and soulless enough. Now take it to the next level when their modus operandi is glaringly irrefutable, that they know that he's worthless, that he can't make an, a decision. He doesn't know what city he's in. He doesn't know who his wife is. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He can't say the word Constitution or the Ten Commandments. He's not allowed to say certain American uh, colloquialisms. But how many people on his side, again, I'm not going to put it in a question. All those people on his side know that it, that we all see this embarrassing condition he's in. They don't care because they know that they just want this figurehead to get in so yep. they can control him. And quite honestly, there's a bunch of Democrats who still believe in genital mutilation. That's, yeah. that's an arm of some of the Democrat Party. They believe in reparations to give money to people who were never a slave, never knew a slave, and take it from people who never owned a slave. Uh, it, it, 
everything they stand for is just putrid. So, again, the worst, worse than, worse than liberalism, apathy. Mm. I, I scold my friends. If you're not registered to vote, you can't even you can't go hunting with me. You can't even come backstage. You can't even barbecue with me. You can't be anywhere near me if you're not a member of the National Rifle Association and you're registered to vote. And let me summarize why, David. Well, I'm both, just so you know. Say again? I said I'm both, just so you know. Registered to vote and with the NRA. Um, I have spent too much time saluting too many flag-draped coffins. Mm. All through my home and my hunting lodge, I have, and I'm not bragging, in fact, it's humbling beyond description. I have flags, hundreds of them, that were flown over battlefields as they carried their dead comrades to the box. And I share campfires with these guys, and the emotion is indescribable. And I'm really good at describing stuff, but I'm helpless. There are no words to describe the shattering spirit condition of warriors who had to carry their dead comrade off the battlefield. They share these sensations with me. And the point being is that those flag draped coffins deserve participation in the Mm. constitutional republic that they literally made the ultimate sacrifice for. So quite honestly, and I'll go ahead and be really brazen here, which I'm really good at, if you don't vote, constitutional principles, I guess you're pissing on a flag draped coffin because they died mm-hmm. so you could. They died so you should. And if you don't support the traditional American values, God, family, and country, and I know these warriors, we have campfires and we, we share tears. And we raise money for the families of dead soldiers and sailors and airmen and marines. And they are heartbroken again and again that they died for this experiment in self-government where there's so many Americans that don't even appreciate it. And the only way you can really, really honestly appreciate it is to vote for the principles that these guys died for. It's that's not an opinion. That's a glaring self-evident truth. So that's why I'm so passionate about this. That's why I spend so much of my every day fighting for the basic foundation of the greatest and last best place in the world, the United States of America. And I only take a knee for God. I stand and salute the American flag. Absolutely. Well, I I hear you. The the power is in our hands. Um, it's, It's such a sad thing when we've got individuals so many so so many american patriot heroes that have given their given their lives as the ultimate sacrifice to defend this country and and the flag that that represents us and then i even saw just this morning a video of uh of a bunch of people standing on a flag one girl was dancing on the flag and it's like you know you know they have no idea i I really wish everybody that desecrates a flag in any way what whatsoever would just ship them off to Cuba, ship, ship them off to uh, Venezuela for a year. Just let them go live underneath, you know, ship them to China. Let, go let, let them live under a regime where they have no freedoms, where they don't have a constitution to support their uh, their freedoms. 
and let them actually experience what it means to to not have what we have here in this country because there's there's so many people that just take it for granted and again you go back to academia they've been pushing and churning this out for a long time this is a a precipice we're at right now uh this this election year so on the flip side i know you are recently appointed to the trump advisory board congratulations on that my brother thank you on the flip side and advise i do what's that i advise i do i bring i bring that working hard playing hard family pulse to these calls and these uh advisory board uh, communications and they know the role i played in 2016 getting those apathetic conservatives to register and vote god family country that i mean the president had me in fact we're we're, we got these photographs that uh, we're actually selling on my website uh, to raise money for some charities. And that's Shemaine nice. and I at the White House. And the president shook my hand and he said, you know, um, I was told by my team that you played a big role in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. And we all know that that's the three states that made it for him. Now, I'm not taking credit for it. We had a uh, heartland for Trump, really a about conservationists, you know, landowners and, and just hunters and fishermen and trappers and conservationists that, again, weren't registered to vote heretofore. And the president acknowledged that that made a huge difference in the margins in those three states. And now we're going to do it in all 50 states, David. But, yeah, I'm nice. on the advisory board because it's not a Ted Nugent thing. I'm, I'm pretty cocky. In fact, I'm really cocky. It's really good for you when you play killer guitar <laughs> songs like I do. But I'm not cocky enough to think that I know more than the evidence. No, yeah. I don't know more than truth or logic or common sense. I, I genuflect at the altar of history and evidence and truth and logic, self-evident truth, not my truth, not your truth, yeah. the truth truth. That is yes. you work hard and you don't spend money on tattoos and bling and crack and booze. Uh, you might have a little nest egg where you can maybe end up spending it for something smart you know this, yes. this isn't an opinion this is self-evident truth so and i i got buddies with tattoos and they got you bangy earplugs and all that stuff and i think it's adorable um but my point is priorities 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 and in 2015 and 2016 we we drove home those priorities and let people know that if you're not participating in this experiment self-government that uh nancy pelosi would like to thank you um, and that's really the worst, uh, most embarrassing curse a person can subject themselves to. So, yes, we're very much engaged, and I believe we can all make a difference. And I would welcome people to come to my Facebook. David, you too. I have millions. In fact, here's another indicator of the First Amendment crushing that's going on. In 2014, 2015, and 2016, right up until election night, I had between 20 million and 36 million Facebookers. I had more than Beyonce, I think. Love wow. Beyonce. Uh, because I reek of truth, logic, and common sense, and my passion is contagious, especially yes. as it pertains to the apathy. People kind of, you know, going through life, giving up, and I really don't, my vote doesn't matter. Until they watch Uncle Ted raise hell, and they go, man, he's just a guitar player, and he he's reeks of believable truth stuff so the point being is that after the election instead of 20 million and 36 million facebookers the uh, facebook nazis the censors the first amendment haters in charge of big tech 
they cut me down to three and a half million. And I've got to, you know, I got to dance every day to get around their censors because I'll just put up a a meme with a picture of Dirty Harry saying some cocky statement and they'll they'll ban me from Facebook because they'll claim that Clint Eastwood didn't say that. Well, nobody thinks Clint Eastwood said that. Dirty Harry and he was known for an attitude and that statement represented that attitude. You numb nut. Wow. They hate conservatives. They hate the Constitution and therefore they hate and I couldn't be more proud. So a big salute to all my Facebookers talking about smart, engaged, good American families. That's my Facebook is wall to wall. Millions of those great Americans. And I can't tell them how much I thank them for that. That's so amazing and, 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 ho- and horrible that you have to deal with that. I've got to deal with that from Facebook all the time. They've they crushed my reach and uh, I, they're finally being nice to me. And I wake up every day and say, is this the day they stop being nice? But for now, at least they're being nice to me. So I, I take advantage of that as best I can. So you're on the campaign. Uh, you're on the advisory board for the president. You helped. Thank you so much for your help uh, in 2016. I think what you're doing for this year, uh, for this campaign, for this season, hour is so necessary and so needed. We've got to get, it's just like the church. There's too many Christians that are not voting. And they don't understand if they don't vote, they could lose their religious liberties. And we're seeing that now in Democrat-controlled states where individuals like Gavin Newsom recently issued an edict saying that there's no singing in churches. Literally, no singing in churches. So Christians that that aren't paying attention or don't think they need to get involved, they better wake the heck up. Because if that becomes, uh, you know, if Joe is to become president, which I don't think he will, I don't think that there's any shot in in the universe that Joe Biden could become president and become the puppet that he would be because somebody would be talking through him or his vice president, whoever he chooses would wind up becoming president after a few months as he has to step down for his mental issues. Uh, I think that we are going to win and dominate this, uh, this election, but tell us, tell us the future with the Trump presidency. How soon after the president wins reelection do, does the chaos stop? Does it stop? What are your thoughts? Well, David, I have a dream. And I'll go ahead and lay out the dream of dreams. That we send a message to the Antifa, Marxist, BLM, Democrat, America haters. They hate, they hate excellence. They, they hate um, entrepreneurs. They hate people in the asset column. It really, if you really analyze everything they stand for, They don't just want to defer and deter people being the best that they can be. They actually hate us. They think, I mean, Ilium Omar or whatever her name is, uh, you know, the genital mutilation gal. um, She literally said that uh, capitalism um, is some kind of unfair system. You know, I wish I could speak to every kid graduating from school around the country because I could explain capitalism real simply. It's the same capitalism that this non-white privileged kid in Detroit had to pursue because my dad forced me cutting lawns, shoveling snow, raking leaves, painting fences, washing cars, delivering newspapers. Um, Work, 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 work from the time, literally from the time I could walk. I had to Mm. help with laundry, help clear the table and make my bed. And eventually I had to earn every penny I ever touched. Mm. Capitalism is about sacrifice, determination, clever ideas and 
and, and, and priority management so that you can deliver those newspapers dry and clean. And then instead of 60 customers, we'll end up with 70 customers. And the word gets out that this little Nugent kid on his huffy uh, stump jumper bike, he always got the newspapers earlier and they were always clean. And if it was raining, he'd run up to the door and put them in where they were protected. All of a sudden, the word got out that this newspaper kid was really good. All of a sudden, the newspaper kid had more customers. The newspaper kid started making $6 a week instead of $4 a week. And, hello that's capitalism that's, that's all there that's is capitalism that. <laughs> that's it and if i'd have stuck around i'd have owned the damn newspaper and it wouldn't be a liberal rag today my point is hmm. is that my dream is that god family and country prevails and that we erect we reelect this non-politician who is raising hell in a glaringly obvious criminally corrupt, power-abusing, deep state hellhole of the United States government. And only the guilty need to feel guilty. And every time I speak like that, they feel guilty. Because yes. the John Brentons and the, and the James Comeys and the Adam Schiffs and the, and the Bernie Sanders, you know, Mao Zedong on steroids, all these people, they hate working in America. They hate people yeah. who get up early to work. They think you're chumps. Because they'll they'll convince you that they'll steal from those hard workers and just give you some of their earnings. So my goal is, is that we reelect Donald Trump and we send a message to the left, get a job. And we also send a message to a whole <laughs> bunch of daters. We're coming to get you and yes. we're going to prosecute you. We're going to prosecute you, Nancy Pelosi, for committing a felony and ripping up the State of the Union address live on TV. We're going to yep. come after you for saying, you don't need to read this. You need to sign it to find out what's in it. What? She yeah. wasn't tackled on the House floor for such indecency? Then we're going to go after Adam Schiff for lying and lying. Then we're going to go after James Comey for sicking his FBI on Roger Stone. Then we're going after the FBI goons, and they know who they are, for getting all geared up in commando outfits to go arrest an old man at his house, but tipping off CNN beforehand. I think we need to go after him. I'd like to see Barack Obama and Eric Holder in jail for killing Brian Terry and lying mm. under that they didn't know about Fast and Furious. I'd like to see Hillary Clinton in jail for the yes. responsible murder of not saving Americans in Benghazi and then telling Susan Rice, who's also going to jail, for lying to everybody that the Benghazi attack was about a, a video based on her yeah. direction from Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton and Eric Holder. Then we're going after Loretta Lynch. Then we're going after Lois Lerner for abusing the power of the IRS to hurt conservatives. I could keep you here for the next 20 days, David, telling you the guilty felons in our government who need to go to jail. They need yeah. to be prosecuted. They need to be found guilty. And I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. If you got insider information before the, before the communist Chinese virus broke out and you sold off all your stock, we're coming to get you. And Absolutely. you're going to prison and you're going to pay back. And when the Volkswagen punks lie about their emission controls and then we find them, but they don't pay a damn penny because the next person who buys a Volkswagen is going to have to eat that increase. I want the guy who made the decision. I want him and anybody that knew about about it. I want all of them prosecuted. I want all of them in jail. And then yes. we're going to go to the prison 
Steve Stockman out of prison because he's a political prisoner. And we're going to get my buddy. Uh, there's so many examples of this. So my dream is that all of a sudden we get a hint at real justice where guilty mm. people are prosecuted convicted and punished and innocent people are apologized to and compensated for the hardships and heartbreak that a corrupt fbi and a corrupt doj and a corrupt dod and a corrupt fda and a corrupt usda and a corrupt who so what he did to the who we need to do to the un and yep. any of these world organizations the world sucks America still sucks less. And until we start prosecuting these evildoers, we're not going to get out of the suck zone. So I think Donald Trump needs to really get out his his crowbar and start lopping some skulls. And uh, that's figuratively speaking, of course, that's a metaphor for, for <laughs> prosecuting evil people. I don't want any violence or any skulls blasted, right. but I'd like their spirit uh, 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 behind bars, if you know what I mean. There's definitely a lot of evil that is uh, working its way through people's lives, their actions. You know, you mentioned Roger Stone. I had him on my show uh, not too long ago, and uh, he just recently became the latest target of social media. They took every page of Roger Stone's off of social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, I, I think even Twitter. I was checking, actually, when you said Roger to see if he got it back. So I'm going to be reaching out to him. He's supposed to be turning himself into jail, I believe, next week to prison. Uh, it would be a death sentence. While they're letting people out of prison because of COVID fears, they're going to throw an old, an older, an old man, literally, in jail with a corrupt judge over trumped-up charges because Roger wouldn't actually lie against the president of the United States. It's it's absolutely asinine to me if. Uh, if the president doesn't know that about Roger and his social media, it's like he's been pleading on social media and now he has no voice. None. They took it. Yeah, that's no, that's that's uh, anti First Amendment. And I got to tell you, so the uh, Democrats, the de Blasio's and the Cuomo's et al., they let out guys after 105 violent arrests. And, and prosecutions and convictions. They let him out so we can cold cock a 92-year-old lady on the streets of Manhattan. Yeah. That's their guy. and But they're going to treat Roger Stone worse than that guy. Yeah. And there's, a, there's thousands of examples. I got to tell you, sometime we'll do another one of these uh, campfires. And I'll tell you about kicking down doors at between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m., on the not so mean streets of Waco, Texas, going after murderers and rapists and child traffickers and mm. and and drug cartel guys, the guitar player, full full body armor, uh, with my ten millimeter, kicking down doors. And here's here's the conclusion of that. Though the gory details are fascinating. Who let these people out? They yeah. had them in a cage. They had all these evil, rotten gangbangers in cages. They had them off the streets. And then Democrat policy lets them out. So what we have is engineered recidivism. The courts yes. know, the judge knows, the prosecutor knows, the state attorney knows, the U.S. attorneys know. Boy, boy during Obama, those were a gang of punks. What a bunch of punks, especially yeah. Jack Schmidt, U.S. attorney up in Anchorage, Alaska. There's a punk. He's like the, the Crips and the Bloods, uh, the, the MS-13 and and Jack Schmidt 
Wow. Ah, I could tell you some horror stories. But anyhow, my dream is that Trump gets elected and that good people are rewarded and bad people are punished. And that's not a wild supposition or presumption. Uh, Lois Lerner's a bad person. Uh, Susan Rice is a liar. She's a, tra- she's a traitor. Adam yep. Schiff is a liar. He's a traitor. Hillary Clinton is a liar. She's a traitor. Barack Obama, Eric Holder, they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're traitors. And we need to go after these people. But ultimately, conservation, hunting, fishing, trapping rights, resource stewardship, private property rights. Maybe someday, David, in our lifetime, we'll get some kind of IRS accountability where they yeah. quit giving money to scam organizations like Planned Parenthood that is just a cover for the Democrat Party and the and the, the scam of public television and public radio where they're basically a propaganda ministry against God, family, and country, and my tax dollars go to those punks? Yeah. Boy, that's... And how about if you have a radio show, you make it on your own. You don't get subsidies for your radio show. If you can't make yeah. it with your radio show, your radio show's over, you dirt bag. <laughs> you know, if you play rock music, you don't get a band. <laughs> I love it, my brother. I love your dream. I, that is my dream, too. We share that. We share that, definitely. I think a lot of other, other things in common, but... I love it so much. I, I truly appreciate it, all of our time today. But I've got to ask you before we go, I've got to ask you about your new hats. Do you have one of your new red hats you could show my audience? David, I am a hardworking guy. I go to work every day, even during the Chinese uh, communist virus. And I go to my shop, and at, at 35000 I said this to one of my buddies recently, and... <laughs> And he said, hell, I'd wear that hat. So I autographed these hats. You go to tednugent.com, and this is the battle cry for 2020. Yes. And it, it, it's, a, it's a lovely, harmless street term that is emphatic in its passion for good over evil and God, family, country. It might not look like a God, family, and country battle cry, but believe me, great, great families are buying this hat and wearing this hat. And if you want the ultimate we the people hell-raising battle cry hat 2020, I spend all my mornings, every morning, autographing these hats. And we got them on a sale. We have them on sale now, I think, for 30 bucks during the 4th of July Independence Day. But David, where the Nugent family hangs out, Every day is Independence Day, yes. so the sale's going to go on indefinitely. 30 bucks for the ultimate battle cry hat at tednugent.com. Now, for my podcast listeners that cannot see, you got to read us what your hat says, and you don't have to hold anything back. My, my hat it's a says, red cap. everybody it's a red of, cap, of and it says, and vinegar, it says, re-elect that motherfucker. And let's do it. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I have a meeting every day going all the way back to the Amboy Dukes in the 1960s. And I hang out with people. I'm a gregarious guy. I think my music has such fire and passion and outrage because I hang out with working hard, playing hard shit kickers all across this country. And yeah. during one of the meetings in uh, uh, just last year, the greatest tour of my life, 2019, oh my God, Greg Smith on bass, Jason Hartless on drums, the world's greatest crew, the world's greatest songs, the world's greatest guitar tone, the most ferocious animal breeding soundtrack in the history of noise. I had the greatest tour and I'd have meeting every night. 
And I challenge all those people that pay a lot of money. We raise money for children's charities and military charities. And I get a bunch of really great, great people from every imaginable walk of life. And I kind of scold them. I made sure you got to be registered and vote. You got to go to huntthevote.org. Yes. And I, I told a couple guys that weren't registered. I said, come on, man. We got to reelect that motherfucker. Or we're Venezuela. And one yes. guy went, I'd wear that hat. So I made a couple dozen hats. <laughs> And by the end of the week, I had made a couple thousand and autographed them. So here we are all these months later. And you can get this hat at tednugent.com. And I think that says it all. Yes, it does. Well, but I'd wear that hat. I'd, I'd have fun wearing wear that hat. It. I'm going to have to give me one. If you get wear one of my hats with my signature on it, you go to uh, Austin, the uh, hippies and dirtbags will part like the Red Sea before Moses. They'll just get out of your way when they see my name on it. <laughs> I love it, Ted. I love it. Absolutely amazing. Huntthevote.org. Get there, friends. Get your family there. Get there. Make a commitment to vote for the values that are at stake right now in our country. Make sure you're following Ted Nugent on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow Ted everywhere he's at. Is your Twitter handle different than t- Ted Nugent? I don't know. My son handles all that. I do Facebook every day. Uh, but I also want to let you know that I invited you on behalf of my beautiful wife, Shemaine. She has her own TV show that she films up in Dallas. And she wants you on as a guest. And she is the world's greatest, greatest. There there she is right there. Hey! <laughs> How are you doing? So good to see you. I'm great. Good to see you, too. Well, I'd be honored to come on your show. That'd be an absolute blessing. And, you know, um, I have the benefit of having a musical guest. So. You, you yeah, David, we'll guest? organize that because I want you I want you on my spirit campfire. But, David, on behalf of all the great shit kickers in this country, thank you for being courageous and uh, un, 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 unwavering in celebrating truth, logic, common sense. We the people, this American dream, those traditional American family values. Congratulations from getting out from underneath the the grip the death grip of your past substance abuse you're a great great man you're a great great voice for the most important things during the most important time in this country so we pray for you every day we thank you for stepping up like you do and i'm i'm just honored and humbled to share this electronic campfire with you and i'm i'm there for you anytime you want to raise some uncle ted hell man Absolutely, Ted. Well, I appreciate that, my brother. I appreciate the prayers of support and the words of uh, encouragement. I truly, truly do. Uh, You guys are in my prayers as well. I can't wait to actually share a physical campfire with you guys. So uh, I'd love to, we'll we'll share contact information somehow. I'll get it to you more than an email, but would love to stay connected any way I can do to help you. And uh, would love to come on your shows as well. Be an honor, my brother. I look forward to you have a wonderful, wonderful summer in spite of the crazy world around us. But if we put our heart and soul into the foundational family values of this great country, we shall persevere. But be sure everybody avoids complacency. Don't don't think for a minute that we have this in the bag because yeah. the forces on the on the Antifa, Black Lives Matter, terrorist Joe Biden side. They're formidable because they've had a whole bunch of years where rhinos have backed off and compromised. So we're dealing with damage control instead of being 
uh, forceful with quality control based on the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, all the important premises of this great experiment, self-government. So damage control is 10 times more difficult than quality control. So mm. do not think we got this election won. Let's yes. think we don't and make sure everybody we know is registered. They go to huntthevote.org. Huntthevote.org. Doesn't cost you a squat. You just need to pledge that you will vote to put this country back on course. And thank you for everything you do, David. Absolutely, Ted. Huntthevote.org. We're going to send people there. We'll be championing that, and we'll be talking to you again so soon. Thank you for your commitment and dedication for our country and for this president. It's uh, it's an honor uh, to have you on our side. We're on the same side, and it's, it's the right side of history. So thank you, Ted. God bless you, my brother. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, David. Godspeed. We are American spirit blood brothers. Let's carry on. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right. Bye-bye. So, friends, there you have it. The amazing, the one and only Ted Nugent. Are you kidding me? That brother was on fire. He knows exactly what's going on in our country. You've got to get to huntthevote.org. Make sure you're following him on all his social channels, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. And uh, make sure that he that he's got your support. You, he needs your support. We need to support him. So thank you for spending your time listening to this podcast or watching this episode. Once again, my podcast is brought to you by my wife and I's own small business, uh, UncorkedLiving.com. We have supplements that enhance your life. All natural, no, nothing artificial, no sugar, good for your body. Uh, I take these products every single day. Something to help you get a good, solid night's sleep called Dream. We've got a metabolism booster that increases your metabolism, uh, boosts your inner energy, gives you mental clarity and focus. That replaced coffee for me. We've got a detox formula that's designed to cleanse your gallbladder, your liver, and your colon. Uh, we've got a multivitamin called Revive that's designed to revive your body at a cellular level from the inside out. And we've got my amazing uncorked drink juice that I love to drink each and every single day. So give it a try. Give any of our, pro our products a try at uncorkedliving.com. My wife and I literally uh, package these. Most, mostly my wife handles the fulfillment. But normally you'll see a little, uh, you'll see a little uh, note on your invoice for anything that you order from our website. So God bless you. Please share this podcast with 10, 15, 20 friends. And uh, we'll see you or you'll hear from me next time. God bless. Bye-bye.